Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, Bills Mafia? It is Sunday night. Had a little bit of an afternoon game here to cover uh, from the comfort of our own homes. And the Buffalo Bills improved to 4-0 for the first time since 2008. Wow! Quite a football team, quite a football game today. The offense continues to keep it going. I am Matt Perino. He is Ryan Talbot. This is the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast and there's press conferences going on right now, but we wanted to hit this thing right away because Sunday Night Football starts pretty soon, and we want to get in here before that starts, give you guys some of our instant reaction. My my column's up over at the site, so make, make sure you go and check that out. Ryan Talbot, what a game. Another nail biter that goes down to the wire. You know, uh, Buffalo probably should have been able to put this one away, but, we, you know, we saw that bad Josh Allen sack at the end of the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter. Uh, that being said, I'll, Josh Allen did a lot of really good things on Sunday to help this team put up another 30-point uh, performance, and we saw some signs of life from this defense in the second half. How about it? And that's where I want to start, Mr. Ryan Talbot. This is the Shout Bills podcast brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets, your neighborhood store with more. Quick shout-out to our sponsor. Thank you so much. But let's talk about this defense a little bit. There was some there was some vitriol being slung on social media today about this defense in the first half. I think one quote I saw was, they're hot garbage. And I'm kind of sitting back here and listen, I, I think I retweeted Dan Fates from, from Rochester and, and said, listen, things aren't great right now. I mean, it was it, it went into the third quarter. I think it was the fifth Raiders possession before the Bills forced a punt. They were trying to find their way. They were still struggling, you know, in, in pass protection, in coverage to make plays. But I think that like, you know, expectations are obviously heightened here, Ryan. And and this this fan base wants wants to win now and they want uh the Bills defense from last year and the Bills offense from this year, but I think what we're seeing is they're still trying to figure out, you know, walk before they can run, get get some things figured out, especially in the defensive line with a lot of new parts. And one interesting thing to note is they're playing almost primarily nickel defense this year. As much as 
you know, they were comfortable in that set last year. You got to remember Lorenzo Alexander was still a big part of this defense. So I think they're just adjusting to the new style of play and some new pieces. And one big piece today was Josh Norman. Yeah, you know, Josh Norman came up with that big turnover when the Bills needed it most. Uh, it, it actually looked like he could have recovered that, gotten up and run, but it, uh, some of the teammates were kind of celebrating. He ran out of bounds, but the offense then was able to, to t score another touchdown and kind of put it away. But, you know, that's the one thing we've heard about Josh Norman. He's going to create turnovers. He's going to make those plays. Uh, Darren Waller catches the ball. Norman comes in with a beautiful punch on the play knocks it loose and recovers the ball. We saw that from a few Bills defenders today in terms of causing fumbles and recovering. So really nice first performance by Norman in a Bills uniform. So if you missed the first half, maybe you got to the to the game late, you missed a pretty big moment where I think the entire Bills Mafia nation held its collective breath as Josh Allen seemed to injure his left shoulder. Uh, he was trying to do a little shovel pass to Stephon Diggs, evading pressure, trying to make a play with it. And it's interesting. And I, I, well, maybe we'll talk more about this on Wednesday because this is going to be a quick podcast. This is just our original or our initial uh, reactions. Drop your questions in. Maybe we'll answer a couple before we get out of here. Uh, but we're coming back with a big show on Wednesday with Kim Jones from the NFL Network. So we're excited about that. But I thought that this was one of those cases where you just kind of like, if you're a Bills fan, you kind of just be like, ah, Josh, stop taking all these chances. He said in the pregame show today, he, he was sat down with an interview uh, for, with Phil Sims, and he said, you know, Kobe Bryant, it's one of his play favorite players, and, you know, he lives and plays by the mafia or the Mamba mentality. And I think that's a great idea in, in theory, right? But there's a reason why basketball is basketball and football is football. Kobe Bryant really wasn't having to worry about anybody tackling him or hitting him, really. Obviously, you can get injured in basketball, but it's a much different sport. Sometimes I think you just want Josh to dial it back a little bit in those moments because this is what, you know, Bills fans face for a few moments, what I think they fear in having a quarterback like Josh Allen. He gets injured, and, and your options are, are very limited for what to do after that. Yeah, and, you know, no knock on Matt Barkley, but that's a completely different quarterback, completely different style of quarterback, uh, not nearly as intimidating as what Josh Allen brings from a – uh, passing and even a running perspective, although we haven't seen him run much uh, in, in the last few weeks. So, you know, if you lose Allen, this 4-0 start, there, there's no reason to, to feel great about it anymore because all of a sudden you have some tough matchups coming and you don't like those matchups without him in that lineup. So, you know, I, I was I'm in the process for doing my report card right now and you live with the bad Allen plays, like the sack that knocked him out of field goal range. And I wouldn't necessarily call the, the play that he was injured a bad play, but those plays where he's trying to extend it and make something happen uh, where bad things can happen. Unfortunately, you live with those, but you, you don't want to see where it goes because at the same time, he's made so many other plays where he's extended plays, where he's avoided sacks and he found someone down the field or in the middle of the field. It's the good with the bad. You just have to hope that he learns to stop taking some of those hits that he has been taking. You know, on the uh, offensively, I wrote about it. It's unbelievable to watch what the Bills are able to do. Brian Dable as the play caller and Josh Allen as the quarterback with the weapons that they have. I mean, we really haven't even had to talk about getting the tight ends heavily involved. I mean, I know. You know, Tyler Croft had four catches and two touchdowns last week. But really, if we're talking about involvement in the offense, you really don't need to do much more than involve these four receivers. And Gabriel Davis comes out, has a huge touchdown grab to start things off in the opening drive. And that's one of the big storylines with this team, Ryan, is they put you on, you know, backpedaling right off the jump. 
They come out, they they move the ball right off the bat, they go down, they score. I feel like every time teams, I mean, I like the last week they they punted, but they came back right away. Teams are left like, okay, we're already down, you know, and we're we're not even halfway through the first quarter. And I think that style of play, that identity could work for this team as they try to figure out what's going on, on the defensive side, you know, what parts of it aren't working for stretches and, and rectify that and bring it more closer to the consistency level that they had in years past. I still will maintain. I don't think that this defense is hot garbage. I just think that they're not playing at that um, elite level that we've seen them play over the last couple of years, but I think it's going to be something where it might take a little time to, to get back closer to that. And maybe they don't even get to that this season, but to have an offense like this, is a complete game changer. Yeah, you know, the Bills have gotten out to a lead in all four of their games. It's led to four wins. It puts some pressure on the opposing offenses, even early in games, because you want to match what the other team does. You want to try to keep up with them. Uh, you know, speaking of the defense, one thing fans have to remember is there's barely any fans in the stands or no fans at all. So opposing quarterbacks get to see what the Bills are doing, how they're lining up. They can try to get a feel for who's blitzing, who's not. Call audibles at the line, and everyone can hear that. When you have crowds in there, even if it if it's uh, the, the Raiders fans there, there's going to be certain audibles that Carr is going to have trouble calling to his teammates that they're going to be able to uh, have trouble hearing. So I think that this year things are so much easier for the offenses because they don't have to worry about that crowd noise, whether they're at home or on the road. And it's allowing them to adjust on the fly and make these plays consistently to move the chains. Uh, you know, you, you want to see the Bills defense play like they have in the last few years. But there's still some new faces on the defensive line. There's been some injuries. Uh, obviously, Norman's in after uh, Wallace went down with an injury and a near interception today. So there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts. And like I was saying, you have to keep in mind how unusual the circumstances are this year. And even from a momentum perspective, I think that having fans in the stands can help hype up defenses uh, and not having them there maybe even le may lead to some lapses in, in play. Quick word from our sponsor, guys. We'll be right back. Ready for football? Tops is. With ready-to-serve fan favorites, everyone will cheer for. Delicious family or party packs like pizza, sliders, fried chicken, barbecue, or beef on whack. Starting at only $4 per serving. Perfect for game day and any day. Only at Tops. One of the big things, Ryan, I saw that happen in the second half was I thought the defensive line started to figure out a way to make more of an impact. Now, I think if you look at the entire body of work, right, Josh Jacobs, 15 carries, 48 yards. As a team, the Raiders were held to 23 carries for 86 yards, 3.7 a pop. I mean, that is a victory for a team that's identity this year has been running the football. Josh Jacobs, one of the great young running backs in the league. Micah Hyde talked about how much he feared, you know, going up against him because of the plays that he can make. They they really did a good job of 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 keeping him kind of holstered and made Derek Carr have to beat them. That, that I think I would imagine that was the game plan going in. Now, I thought there were some big plays, some some more sure tackling in the second half. And I thought some of these defensive linemen, Daryl Johnson, um, Vernon Butler, who I who I saw finally pop a few times, that pass rush that led to six sacks last year in Carolina, we saw that a little bit today. And then I thought Mario Addison had a good second half as well. What were your impressions of this defensive line? Yeah, I thought that they improved in the second half. They were getting more pressure. And how about Ed Oliver? Ed Oliver absolutely blowing up that fourth and one play uh, where Jacobs, you know, you'd think nine times out of 10, he, he, that kind of back's going to be able to uh, get that extra yard, that bruising style back. But no, he he took on that uh, blocker. He was waiting for Jacobs, held on to him until uh, the reinforcements could come. So we saw a little bit of everything from, from this defense. 
Quentin Jefferson with the sack and the forced fumble and the recovery. Uh, you mentioned Vernon Butler. So we're, we're starting to see some things from this defensive line. Like you said, they really did uh, hold Josh Jacobs in check, which is huge after you saw Daryl Henderson run all over the Bills last week. So there have been some improvements. They are showing some signs of life now in the second half of this game. Uh, and who knows what the future holds for this team going into their next game, which is supposed to be against the Titans. But you're going to hope that they can build off of this performance if there is a game next week uh, and really show some improvement over the, a stretch of four quarters. This is the Buffalo Bills Shout Podcast. You are watching the live edition after the Bills' 30-23 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Puts them into, you know, a serious serious driver's seat in the AFC East. Obviously, we don't know what's going to go on with the Patriots yet. They're going to, uh, it looks like they're going to play tomorrow. Um, all negative tests today, which is a good sign. But they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who obviously, you know, are pretty good, and they're going in there with, with Brian Hoyer. So we'll see how things shake out. Obviously, um, you know, that Miami Dolphins team, Ryan, looks a lot better. We watched them today really give uh, Seattle a battle, and, and and I maintain that I think that that is a team that's kind of on the rise. Their trajectory is looking pretty good to be somebody that's kind of a past all season. We'll see when they when they turn things over to Tua. Uh, but in this game, this is kind of, um, you know, a game where you want to go on the road, you want to win a game, and I think that the, the Raiders are a tough opponent in the sense that they, they can make plays if you don't make plays against them especially defensively. You know, if you allow them to continue to, you know, move the ball down the field and you don't force a turnover. And I think it's just so um, funny that, you know, Josh Norman basically said what he came here to do was to bring that mindset, that turnover mindset. We saw it in training camp. Now we see it in the game. If they could start turning the ball over, this becomes a completely different team because we're already seeing Josh Allen in this offense able to um, curate long drives and score points they're finishing every time they get in the red zone this season it seems like they're scoring oh yeah without a doubt so this offense is moving the ball the defense has to improve a little bit but like i said before you're seeing signs of life on the defensive side of the ball the offense has been i was going to say as good as advertised but way better than advertised i think they're exceeding all expectations this season uh, yeah, you added Stefan Diggs, a true number one wide receiver, went over 100 yards today, made an unbelievable catch down the field for the Bills. Uh, that was pretty well contested after he had turned Eric Harris, I believe, around. Um, so the offense, though, they're, they're putting up 30 points a game uh, with relative ease, it seems like. Josh Allen is still throwing the ball uh, with great success all over the place. You know, you mentioned uh, Gabriel Davis having that touchdown. You saw Cole Beasley make a great catch. You saw John Brown get robbed of a touchdown. Stefan Diggs make that great catch. But then you also had Isaiah McKenzie on the end around. You had Andre Roberts making catches. We have seen Josh Allen get every single offensive player pretty much involved for this team on a week-by-week -week basis. And spreading the ball around is going to create fits for these opposing defenses because you know there's only so many guys you can cover. And the Bills just keep making plays, and for the most part, uh, protecting that football, not you know, not turning it over. Whereas you're starting to see them create some on the other side of the ball. The Josh Allen MVP discussion is alive and well after four weeks, and you know, you go back to last season, and you know, some of the ups and downs. I mean, I, I thought that there was a lot of big moments for Josh Allen last year, but you know. I don't, I don't even know if the most optimistic Bills fans thought we'd be sitting here four games in 
uh, talking about a guy. I mean, some did. Some have been very uh, vocal on social media about it. Our guy, uh, Pierre, over at uh, Buff Fanatics has been ringing that bell all year. But he's consistently, I, I tweeted it out, a, kind of a joke. I used a little Game of Thrones reference. Um, he's just out here killing the narrative. And, and that's the bottom line about it. That throw to John Brown, Marcel tweeted a, a next-gen uh, stat that John Brown only had 0.37 yards of separation on that throw. And, and that's a pinpoint throw. You go back, I believe it was the Dolphins game when he found Stephon Diggs on the run, on the sideline. He is just making pinpoint accurate throws. And you know now that you have that in your back pocket, I don't think it's as concerning that the defense is maybe taking a little bit longer to figure things out. And as you move on here, um, obviously the offenses and the quarterbacks that you face, they get tougher. But to Tredavious White's point earlier in the week, you don't want to be playing your best football in September. You want to be playing your best football in end of October, into November, and then obviously in December and in the playoffs. And I think that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier have built up enough, um, you know, reputation for what they've been able to do when things have kind of, when the trains have come off the track in their three years, they found a way to get it back on. Now, you know, you could say that maybe this defense this year hasn't had the trains on the track yet, even if you want to be the most naysayer of naysayers. But I think that this is the kind of situation because of how well the offense is playing this defense, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, they have time to get it figured out. Yeah, The, the trains have been delayed. How about that? They, they haven't been on schedule, but you're starting to see them pick it up a little bit. They're starting to build up that momentum, that speed. So like you said, when it really matters most late in the season, Maybe they will be on track. And, and it's funny going to Josh Allen, that MVP talk. Fans almost sounded disappointed on social media that he was 12 yards short of 300 yards passing. You know, if you would have told me that he would have gone 300, 400, 300, and then 288 over the first four games of the season, I think every single member of the Bills Mafia would have signed up for that. Uh, so they're seeing how great he's been. They wanted to see that streak continue, but he's been phenomenal. Yes, you're going to see a, a bad play here and there, but you're going to live with that because of all the good things that he's going to do for this team and this offense. If you want to have a little fun on your Sunday evening, head over to my Twitter account. My wife was videoing me as I was working and has a little 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 video up there. I retweeted it. Go check it out. I thought it was funny. All right, he is Ryan Talbot. I am Matt Perino. That is our thoughts after the game. We're going to get to some of these press conferences. I think Josh Allen is coming up. And we will see you on Wednesday night. Got a big show. We're going to bring you a ton of, of interesting conversation. More from the week. You got a 4-0 football team. And, you know, this is, we're, we're talking about, Ryan, now, you know, final thoughts from you. This is becoming a different situation than I think, you know, going into the season. I think that fans wanted the Bills to be a contender in the AFC. No doubt about it. But I think the first goal was AFC East. That's not the only goal anymore. I think that, you know, a deep playoff run for this team is now the expectation. Yeah, I think anything less than that would be a disappointment. You know, winning the division for the first time since 1995, great. Winning a home playoff game, wonderful. But if they can't get past that one game, I still think based on what we've seen from this offense through the first quarter of the season, that I, I think it would be a disappointment. They should be contending. You should be talking about them in terms of making a run in the same breath as the Chiefs and the Ravens right now. And, and that's really saying something. For sure. All right, shout out to my guys too, my my barber. I told him I'd give him a shout out, Peroni Barber. Everybody always tweets at me or, or DMs me, man. Your hair looks great. 
that's where I get it done. Peroni Barber, go check them out. And they're not even paying me for it. So I, I just think I want to show them some love. We'll be back on Wednesday. It is going to be myself, Ryan, Kim Jones. It is going to be an, an excellent episode. And until then, thank you for watching. Rate, review, and subscribe on all the audio pl platforms. Shout a Buffalo football podcast. Keep it locked on NYUP and Syracuse.com for all your Bills coverage. Have a great night, everyone. Ready for football? With every game a home game, Tops is ready for you with its TV a day giveaway. For six weeks, every day you shop is a new chance to win a massive 70-inch 4K TV. Shop Tops for the best deals in town, in-store, or online to win.